everybody. This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. Brent, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you, Brent? Fine, thank you. I love these shows that we're doing, especially this one, because we have a guest. That means I don't have to talk so much. <laughs> I, I'm super excited, too. I mean, you can only talk real estate for so long in so many episodes. So I like when we go a little bit off script and we talk about other things. And I like to talk to some locals and we have a local celebrity joining us today, Bryn. His name is Nathan Heistad. He is an author. Nathan, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Um, you write science fiction, correct? Mm. Yes. And I'd say a local celebrity is going a little uh, far, maybe. But uh, <laughs> yes, well, I do write science fiction. Well, your, your name is in print, so you're a bigger celebrity than I'll ever be. So pretty exciting for, for us to have you join us. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we talk about, about the world of writing books. Yeah, uh, like you said, I'm an author. Um, I've been doing it full time for coming up on three years now. Uh, I grew up in the area. I uh, was raised about an hour north of Edmonton in Redwater. And uh, I live in Sherwood Park currently with my wife. We're having our 13th anniversary next month. Oh, and, uh, and like you know, we just sold and bought a house in the middle of a pandemic. And that was interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's me. Wonderful. Well, thank you for the business in case anybody's wondering who he purchased and, and sold his house with. He did it with our team. So I appreciate that. And Bryn, uh, Nathan uh, was lucky. How many offers did we have on your house? Six. Wow. So, so and I think, and that was all in, and, and you had uh, about two weeks worth of showings in two days, if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy. He, he was, he couldn't go home. Basically there were so many showings that he had to stay out for a full two days, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and lots of fun. Well, when did you decide to become an author? Um, you know, I can't really pinpoint a moment. I, I mean, books were always a part of my life growing up. My, uh, my mother was always a huge reader. She was always had her nose in a book. Um, so we kind of grew up with that, you know, reading was really pushed, not pushed on us, but, you know, uh, encouraged. And I used to dabble in stories when I was a little kid, um, writing a little, you know, my own little back to the future stories or something like that. And I still have a little book full of these things, which is kind of amusing to look at. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, as life goes on and you start living and doing things and growing up and having bills and uh, life and whatever, you kind of step away from it. But I always, I always uh, kind of had the dream in the back of my head that someday maybe I would try, you know, try it. Um, and I still read a lot throughout all those years. Um, but really, uh, probably about 10 years ago is when I kind of started actually working on it. And so you were, you were working full-time elsewhere, doing it with a full-time job and then just writing on the evenings and weekends. Is that what you were doing? Yeah. So I worked for the same company from first, 17 years, um, starting in a warehouse and working to the sales counter and then in purchasing and ended up when I left, I was the national purchasing manager for them. Um, so yeah, I was really, really just doing it part-time and, and by the time I started taking it seriously and I thought I might actually be onto something and might be able to do it. 
I was getting up at 5 a.m. and writing for, you know, an hour before I had to shower. And I was just kind of doing that before and after work when I could and, and piecing things together, finding the time. Hey, Nathan, can I take you back just a little bit further? Like usually when somebody embarks on a career like this and maybe a little late, there's something that really spurred them on earlier. Did you know you always wanted to be a writer right from the get-go, maybe when you were going through even junior high? Or when Like when did the light, when did the pilot light go on, I guess is what I'm looking for here. I mean, I I feel like I I kind of had that idea. And I and my mom would tell, has had told me before that I remember that she re- recalls me saying something about wanting to be an author when I was a little kid. I can't really remember it. I would say I was just little. I would probably be in, in elementary school or something while I was really kind of interested in the idea. And then, you know, then I went to junior high and you start playing sports and doing things with friends and stuff. You kind of put these things aside or whatever. But uh, um, yeah, so I can't like I don't I can't really recall specifically, but I never in a million years thought it would actually be a, a career path you could actually do and enjoy and and succeed at. But so it sounds like your mother might not have been as surprised, but how about you, the rest of your family or, or your friends when you told them that you're quitting your job to become a full-time writer? Yeah, unfortunately, my mom actually passed away um, oh. nine year, over nine years ago, and she never actually got to see me doing this, which is really unfortunate. So that's one of the things I can kind of always kind of had felt like she's, you know, she's there cheering me on, um, even though she didn't actually get to read any of it. Um, but my family was, wasn't overly surprised that I started doing it. I think everybody was a little surprised when I quit my job to, uh, to do it full time. Um, and you know, my, my, my coworkers really didn't know I was even working on it or publishing anything. So how long um, did that first book take to write? The first book I actually the first novel I ever wrote has never seen the light of day and it took me over a year probably a year and a half um the event um my first published novel took me about two years to write um you know all the different drafts and iterations that came from it um probably about two years and when did you quit your job after how many books um, I published the event March 2nd, which is my wife's birthday, which is, was kind of a lucky day. Okay. And, um, that was three years ago. So 2018, March 2nd, and I quit my job in around July 1st, the same year. And I had released three books by that time, by that time I had saved them up for, I had worked really hard to get you know, there's, you know, if we get into a little bit more of that, the the business side of it in a few minutes, um, there's something, a strategy called quick release, which is, you know, releasing a series to get it. If Amazon favors, favors the algorithm, if you are releasing things consistently. And so I had saved three novels up to release them one month apart. So uh, by the time I released book one, two and three were ready to go. Okay. And ready to release. So yeah, I had, I had published three by the time I left the job. Hey, before we get into all that, I, I still got to go back though. You, the very first book you wrote has not been published. 
Is it because you didn't like it? It would ended up being more of a work, well, work kind of a, a work project to, to kind of expand a little bit. Like, I'd like to know your take on that one. Sure. It, I mean, when I first started writing about a decade ago, I, I thought I would like, you know, you're just going, Oh, well, I'm going to write a book. And I started writing something and it was terrible. And I wrote 20,000 words. We, in, in our world, we, everything's words. So we, an average novel is 80 to a hundred thousand words, let's say, for example. So I wrote 20,000 and, and it, I realized I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and it was terrible. So I started working on it and, you know, joining some critique groups, there's online, some online groups, and you're trying to find peers that'll, that'll, uh, constructively criticize your work and and help you find out what you're doing right and wrong and i started writing short stories and primarily i was writing uh kind of horror short stories and um i came up with an idea and came from a short story um for this novel and it was called sleepy grove and i wrote the book and i still have it and i've never went back to read it to be honest with you, I think it would probably just one of those things that would probably bother me, but um, I just don't think it was good enough. And I wasn't, and when I got into publishing and, and I had success with science fiction, I kind of went, well, that's, I have to stick to my lane and I'm not going to bother with a horror or supernatural or this kind of stuff. So um, that's why it's just kind of being shelved. And I like the idea that I just wrote one and I just put it away somewhere never to be looked at again. <laughs> How many books in total now? You know, I actually had to count because I wasn't sure. And I think I've written 34 novels and I've co-written six. So you're at 40. Wow. Yeah. In just three years. Yeah. I mean, I think I had five. So four were written before I went full time or whatever. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Spectacular. Do you have a favorite? I like, I, I mean, I enjoy different things about all of them. I, you know, mm -hmm. um, some of the, my, my biggest series is up to 16 books. So you kind of get lost in the, you know, the long story of that. But I think there's, there's one book called The Manuscript, which, you know, I figured after 20 something science fiction books, I owed it to myself to write a mystery thriller because I really love those. Um, so the manuscript is probably one of my favorites. Um, it's actually about a, a very successful author who invites his friends into his mansion for the weekend. They haven't seen each other in 30 years or 25 years. And he's paying them to read one chapter at a time of a manuscript that fair, seems very familiar to them of an event that happened when they were kids, uh, so it kind of unfolds a, a story with a little bit of an unreliable narrator. And it's uh, that's probably one of my favorites. Oh, neat. Good. Well, I think most of us um, are not familiar with what it takes to be a writer. And, and let's talk a little bit about the, the job, so to speak. Is this a Monday to Friday thing? Do you write every day? Do you write when you're inspired? How does it work? <laughs> um, so for me, it's, I mean, the writing itself is just one kind of small part when you're an independent author. So we're, we're in, I'm self-publishing everything. You, you really becomes a complete business. So there's always so many different things that we're working on that outside of just the writing, but I still write nearly every day. Um, 
usually seven days a week, I'm writing something and some days obviously more than others and depends on your schedule and everything. But I do really try to sit at the desk every morning for sure. And, uh, write some, write, write a few thousand words. Where do your ideas come from? Um, you know, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, it, usually there's some sort of a inspiration, like a, it's just kind of like a spark of an idea that you kind of hold in your head and your experiences give weight to them. Sometimes, sometimes you'll, you'll have, you know, sort of a, a small, sapling of an idea or a concept and then you're out for a walk and you something kind of sparks it and you it starts to build inside i it's not like i can say they come from dreams or they're this or that i it's i usually don't give myself very much freedom with my ideas i know i have projects to do so i just kind of don't like to think about anything else that's that's coming from the future but um let's say for the event um i really just came up with this this tiny idea and it was what happened if, and there's a lot of what, what ifs people use in, in the writing world. What if this happens? What if aliens came down and beamed every single person on the world up except for one guy? What does he do? So that was kind of what I did with the, that was my little, what happens then? What if, what if this happens? And, and, uh, just kind of went from there. I saw a famous author in a conversation once, and he said it's really kind of bizarre how he structures his books. He said he's got a, an idea which he starts with, but weirdly enough, he kind of starts with the back of the book and works backwards. And I'd never heard of that before. Some guys go right from the start and then go right through until the end. What about you? Do you have a certain method on how you, uh, how you put pen to paper? Yeah, I... I do the same thing in a, in a, in planning. Um, when I come up with an idea, I go, what do I, if it's going to be a three book series, I think to myself, what does the ending of the three book series look like? And then I kind of, then I figure out where does each, where's each book going to end. And then once I realize where book one is going to end, I start, I basically plan the structure to get to that point. Um, so yeah, it's sort of the same idea. I, there, there's, there's something in writing called planning versus pantsing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's writing by the seat of your pants or are you a strict, strict outliner and you know, everything that's about to happen. So I fall kind of in the middle of that where I know what's going to happen. I do outline, um, some books more than others. Sometimes I give myself more, more Liberty with it, but. Do you ever get writer's block? Not particularly. I, I do know where I'm going, like I said, with the story. So usually you have the plan and you just sit down and you start writing. Um, I've never, I, I'm sure that is a real thing, but I've, especially when it's a, when it's your business is kind of sometimes like the way I look at it is like, I still really enjoy doing it, but you're, you know, this is your job too. So you sit down and you, you get to work and if and if it isn't ideal or you're not feeling creative or something else on your mind well you can always clean it up and fix change things later when you're going through it again now something that's kind of neat your spouse is involved in this process isn't she yes and what does she do so it was it's interesting because Kristen um was a student taking her uh, marketing degree 
And she was doing it. She was a dental assistant and she left that um, around the same time that I did. And she, she really was working hard at school and everything. And she started at one point and had some free time and she went through one of my books. I said, can you read this? And, you know, and she ended up just like uh, editing, like did, did an amazing job. And I went, well, okay, maybe we can actually use this. So she started uh, just kind of small and now she is the first person that reads through my books. And after my next two editors go through them, she's the final read through um, before I release it to the world. That's pretty cool. So there's three editors in total. So the book gets edited and she does it twice. So, so yeah. essentially four times that book is edited before it, it gets released. Yes. That's pretty neat. Well, plus the revisions that I do, I suppose, right. at, at the start and stuff. But okay, now hang on there, a second here. But is there disagreements ever? <laughs> and does it carry over a little bit from, you know? <laughs> yeah, to, to the bedroom. Is that what you're asking, Brent? Anywhere. <laughs> anywhere in the house. It's got to carry well, over. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of funny because um, she's very she doesn't really pull, hold hold punches with me. And I like that though, because, you know, I'm not my, I don't want her to just, you know, to coddle my words. I'm not super precious about my words. I just yeah. want them to be, I want the book to be good. I want the story to be good. So she really, and she's really funny. Her, some of her comments in the side of the books can be quite hilarious. And oh, yeah. uh, no, it doesn't really, it doesn't affect us in any sort of a negative way, but I, you know, I, you know, I will disagree with her occasionally, I suppose, but. And do you have a set of rules at home about when you can and can't talk about uh, the books? <laughs> no, not. I mean, this is kind of our, this is kind of our life. So we, yeah. it's, it's quite often we're talking about something with breakfast and we're talking about it on a walk and we're going out for uh, a cocktail and we're talking about it. So we, we don't really have rules like that. It's just, you know, we talk about it when we need to and we don't when we don't. Yeah, pretty good. Well, for someone who's thinking about becoming an author, an author, excuse me, do you have any tips? Yeah, um, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of work. It's not as easy as some might think, but I do think that finding like-minded people, kind of at the same stage or maybe just around around the starting point, can really be beneficial. And maybe finding a mentor or somebody that has some experience to just kind of feed off of. There's also, I made a little list. There's actually a few books I would recommend reading um, if you're going to do this or if you were serious about it. And they're, uh, the first one is called Story Engineering by Larry Brooks. Um, the next is, it's called Take Off Your Pants. Good title by Libby Hawker. And it's really just about how to outline and how to plan stories and, and using themes and different things like that. Um, and then there's Stephen King writes a book called on writing and he actually is probably one of my favorite books of his. And he, he, he taught, he does a lot of memoirs about his life, but he also has a lot of sound advice about writing in it. Okay. And, and maybe Bryn, we can put those in the, in the notes, Yes, the podcast notes. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up here. Talk about, um, where, where can somebody buy your books? Because it, the, the world of publishing is quite a bit different than 10, 20 years ago. And most of your books are not actually printed, are they? Yeah. So, I mean, they are available in paperback. Um, they're all exclusive with Amazon. Okay. So if anybody wanted to check them out, they're, they're on Amazon. You would just have to look up Nathan Heistad. And um, there's also, if, if anyone's interested, they can actually sign up for my newsletter at nathanheistad.com. 
And you get a free copy of Lights Over Cloud Lake, the ebook, just for signing up for it. So I've just made that, I put that one non-exclusive and made it so I can give it away, give it away to new subscribers and stuff like that. Oh, very cool. And tell us about working with Amazon because um, it can be good and bad, I suppose, for some writers, depending on on the deal that they've got with them, correct? Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of hesitation for some authors in this in the indie self-publishing world to be exclusive with one company. It's putting all your eggs in a single basket. Um, so if something falls through, you know, that's your entire income. I kind of look, I, I almost look at it like they're in a way, my employer, you know, I, um, my boss, Jeff Bezos, I guess, um, <laughs> because the, the way it works, like we were talking about, um, with paperbacks and, you know, the world has shifted to audio books and all my books are available on audio as well. Um, and eBooks and it's the whole streaming of Netflix and Spotify for music and uh, Kindle unlimited for eBooks. Um, so people pay a subscription and they read, they can read books that are exclusive with Amazon throughout the month on, on like a sort of like a streaming kind of thing. And we get paid actually per page read. Um, so that's kind of how that works. And it ends up, you know, it ends up being worth it for most of us in the business. And that comes to you monthly, <laughs> weekly. Yeah. It's, How does Amazon it's a, pay you? Yeah, it's monthly. They do, uh, there's a two month delay. So what I've earned in January comes at the end of March. Very, very cool. Hey, what's and, next? And, Sorry, Brent. So what would be yeah, next? No, would you be working on something or one or two or three projects right now at the same time? Yeah, I um, I actually have a brand new series that I've been working on for a handful of months. I think since September. Um, and because with with when we get into audiobooks, one of the advantages is to release the audiobook alongside the ebook. Um, we call it like simultaneous publishing, so the, it gives the audiobook a better chance of selling. And I actually have one of the best science fiction narrators in the biz. There's really top three guys and he's done a couple of my other projects and this is it's probably my favorite series i've ever written all three books are done they, again we're doing a quick release so may june july it's first book is called lost contact and um it's actually it's it's a it's about an uh, anthropology teacher whose father went missing when he was five years old on a secret kind of a covert um archaeology dig and he finally gets a trail he, he's about to give up and he finally gets a clue to the trail and it's and it kind of follows that meanwhile of course just to throw it in there there's this mysterious rock-like object that appears near pluto and it's it seems to be heading for earth oh boy. so uh it's it's uh it's quite an interesting series and i'm really really excited to release that one well, that's great. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, tell us uh, how they can find you for that uh, website. Um, www.nathanheistad.com probably needs to be updated, but uh, like I said, you can check out most of my covers and the books. I think the, the, the links send you straight to Amazon from there. And uh, that's about it. Nathan, thanks for your time. And Brent, how do people get a hold of you? Well, if they're not too busy reading, and they'd like to talk about real estate, they can call us directly at 780-464-0075 or on our website, you'll find us at macintoshgroup.ca.
And that's it. Another edition of Just Sold with Brent McIntosh. And of course, uh, once again, thanks for tuning in. I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>